I'm Michelle Boyd, ex-careerist turned work-enriching life advocate. After experiencing burnout and craving more meaning, I walked away from my career of 15 years to reconnect to myself and design a work life I love. Welcome to the Well Podcast, all about work-enriching life. A place for droplets of inspiration, ideas to lift you up and make you feel well, well. Tune in to hear my guests share their work evolution experiences and mindset hacks from me, your host, trained coach, hypnotherapist, and meditation teacher, and founder of Floetic. Let's get started. So today, we're going to be talking all about hypnosis. Monday, the 4th of January, 2021, was World Hypnosis Day, so I felt like it was quite fitting for me to actually do a podcast on hypnosis. And the second reason being that I absolutely love hypnosis. I didn't plan to become a hypnotherapist. It found me and I've absolutely fallen in love with using it. And I love the way that my clients react to experiencing it and the changes that it helps them make. So for those reasons, I thought I would dive in today and tell you a little bit more about it. On today's podcast, we're going to be covering a whole range of things from a little bit about the history of hypnosis, how it actually works, what you can expect if you're going to go under hypnosis, how it's different to meditation, and also how it can help you. Because it really is a fantastic tool that if you're not leveraging, you are missing out. So some people think that it's all about pendulums and chicken dances, and I can tell you that it is not. What you're actually looking at is an incredible reprogramming tool for your unconscious mind. As I mentioned, I didn't plan to become a hypnotherapist. I first decided that I want to become a meditation teacher and I started that training And then I knew that I wanted to become a coach and I spent some time really trying to find the best training to make sure that I could be an incredible coach. And I started doing my NLP practitioner and my matrix therapies and my multiple braining techniques. And I also stumbled across hypnotherapy, or as I like to say, it found me. And I can tell you from the very first time that I was hypnotized, I was sold. I can also tell you that first time I was hypnotized, I was actually a little bit nervous because I had no concept of what it was going to feel like and if I was going to lose control. And I remember thinking to myself, well, should I pop to the toilet? Because what if I, what if I actually need to wee myself and, you know, will I, how much control am I going to lose? Um, And one thing that I can tell you, we're going to talk in more detail about what you will experience and not experience is that you are in complete control and you certainly are in control of your need to go to the toilet. But as I say, I had that first time going under hypnosis and I thought it was fantastic and I knew that I was going to take this away and start working with clients and I did straight away and from that day on I have just loved the results that it's been getting. So I want to start by telling you a little bit about the history of hypnosis. So look it's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years and in many cases it has been used for entertainment which is why a lot of people when they think of hypnosis they go straight to the stage show they go straight to the people being made to do things looking foolish in front of a crowd of people and you will find that was the case that went all the way back to times like 1750 when um, Franz Anton Mesmer used to use it with the French aristocracy um, and it was something that you saw a lot of. 
But it's become more and more reputable over the years. And very specifically, in 1950, Dr. Milton Erickson actually revised hypnotherapy. He took it off the stage and he made it a respectable therapeutic intervention. And he practiced hypnosis daily from 1920 to 1980, seeing around 14 people a day with fantastic results. And it's been used by lots of other practitioners in different guises over the year, years from Carl Jung through to Dave Elman to many, many of those. And so today, if you see a hypnotherapist, you really are going in for a type of therapy that's going to help you create some real change. So let's talk about how it works. You have a conscious and an unconscious mind and your conscious mind is only 4%. There's only 4% that is in your conscious awareness at any time, which means that 96% is unconscious. And so the way that our brain works is what it wants to do is it wants to automate everything that we do as quickly as possible because we can't be consciously thinking about every single thing that we need to do because only 4% of our mind is in our conscious awareness at any time. So very quickly, as soon as we have learned something, and when you learn, that's essentially neuroplasticity, that's your brain reshaping, then we automate it and we put it into the unconscious. A really good example of this is when you learn to drive a car and you're aware that that first time you get in, and especially if you learn on a manual car, There's so much to think about from putting it into gear, from taking the the handbrake off to the clutch, to the accelerator, to watching where you're going, to steering, to looking through the mirrors. It's very, very overwhelming. And you're thinking about every single thing that you're doing in that car. However, fast forward to many, many years of driving and probably where you are now, and you can drive from A to B without even thinking about driving. It's a completely unconscious activity. It's automated. As soon as you learned it effectively, you built the neural pathways that allowed you to drive and your brain went, okay, we can now do this unconsciously. We do not need to use part of that 4% that's very, very precious of our conscious mind. So this is important because we really run a program, as we call it in hypnotherapy, for every single thing in our body and in our life. So we run programs for beating our heart, breathing, releasing hormones, digesting our food. And we also have programs to how we react to things in our outside world and the behaviors that we play out. The thing is that because a lot of it's unconscious and it's automated, it happens without us thinking about it. And if we have programs running that aren't advantageous, or at least don't line up to where we want to get to in life, we can find them to be quite a big barrier and they hold us back. So you might find that you're the smoker who suddenly you look down and you've got a cigarette in your mouth and it's lit and you you don't even think about taking the cigarette out of the pack or the urge is just so strong that you can't fight it. And that's because there's that unconscious program that says you're a smoker, that says you enjoy it, that says that it makes you feel good. Programs that say, this is what I do when I have a drink, or this is what I do after sex, or whatever it is for you that you do that activity. So 
Any program that we've had for a period of time, it's very strong. It's very deep. And the brain holds on to it because it goes, well, we know we need this. What we do in hypnotherapy is we actually go in and we put in a more advantageous program. And when I'm talking about programs, I'm actually talking about neural pathways. So we go in and we effectively are almost putting in that map or that navigation for that new behavior or that new program that you want to have. So to give you an analogy, if you think of the Grand Canyon and you've got those really deep ravines, those ravines are your programs that you use so much. So beating your heart, breathing, if you've been a smoker for 20 years. And what we're effectively doing with hypnotherapy is it's like we're taking a stick and we are scraping into that gravel and that sand on the top of the Grand Canyon, that map, that navigation for the new neural pathway that you want to have, for the behaviors that you want to have, for the goals that you are trying to achieve. And what happens is that the more you use that neural pathway, the stronger and stronger it gets. In exactly the same way as when you're learning, the more that you are repetitious with an action, with a behavior, the quicker you learn it it starts to become something that can be unconscious for you. So that's really how hypnotherapy works. That's why we can go in and depending on whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, we can look to give you the programs that are more advantageous for where you're going. So with all of that in mind, let's talk a little bit about what you can actually expect when you go under hypnosis or you go for hypnotherapy. Because as I said, a lot of people are apprehensive on that first time. And you know, I get that. I was too, because it's the unknown. And we're often a little bit unsure of things that we don't know about. So there's three things that I want you to know about what it's like to have hypnotherapy. The first one is that you will feel deeply relaxed. It's a very, very relaxing experience. And that's because we're going to slow your brainwave state all the way down into a theta brainwave state. So right now when we're talking and you're listening to me um, and you're kind of going about your everyday life, you're in a beta brainwave state. The next one below that is alpha. And with hypnosis, hypnotherapy, we take you down to theta. So you feel very, very relaxed because we have quite literally slowed your brainwaves. The second one is that when you go for hypnotherapy, it's conscious hypnosis, which means that you will hear your practitioner's voice at all times. So if you're working with me, you will hear me. You will hear everything that I say. You don't disappear and kind of go to another dimension. You're absolutely there in the room. And you can respond to things that I might ask you to do. So I may, for example, ask you to nod your head or lift your finger to acknowledge that you have heard, you recognize, and you're willing to take on board something that's been suggested to you. And the final one that's really, really important is that you have complete control. I would love to think that as a hypnotherapist, that 
I could have that much power over you, but it's absolutely not true. Your unconscious mind is far, far more powerful than any hypnotherapist. And therefore, as long as we are working in the hypnotherapy with the things that we've discussed, then you will absolutely take on those suggestions because it's congruent for you. However, if your hypnotherapist was to say, anything that just wasn't aligned with what you were talking about or what you'd discussed as your goals. So, you know, let's say I was to make a suggestion that you would walk outside and take your top off. You would just simply disregard it and ignore it. You wouldn't take that on because it's not congruent for what you want. And your unconscious mind is really, really powerful. So that's the three things to expect. Deeply relaxed, You'll hear your practitioner's voice at all times and you absolutely have complete control. So a question that I often get asked is, well, how is meditation different to hypnosis? Because if I look at someone who's meditating and I look at someone who's in hypnosis, you know, they look kind of similar. They're they're sat there quietly. Their eyes are closed. They're not moving. Um, They look pretty relaxed. So you know, what, what really is the difference? And especially what's the difference between a guided meditation and, you know, a hypnotherapy session. So I want to tell you some key differences. And the reason for that is both are brilliant tools. I am a massive advocate for meditation. It's been life-changing for me. Um, absolutely just wonderful. And I advocate it for anybody. But they are different and they're both useful for different things. So it's like everything. It's just knowing when to tap into which one. So the first key differentiation is the brainwave states that you find yourself in. So generally speaking, in meditation, you're in an alpha brainwave state. As soon as you sort of drop down into meditation, you'll go down into light alpha. And most people sitting in a meditation, especially for about 20 minutes or so, will sit in alpha. However, on the other side, with hypnosis, as I've said, we're taking you down to a theta brainwave state. So we're going one brainwave state slower. And what's really key about that brainwave state, about theta, which makes everything that we've spoken about possible, is all to do with the door between the conscious and the unconscious mind. Which leads me on to the next element, which is that meditation is, you know, it's all about awareness and almost reflection. So when you sit in meditation, what you're doing is you're becoming very aware of the thoughts and you're not attaching to them. You might reflect on them, but what you're doing is just being aware of the thoughts that you have. Hypnosis, on the other hand, is all about reprogramming. So think of meditation as reflection and think of hypnosis as reprogramming. And that's all to do with that door between the conscious and the unconscious mind. Because in theta brainwave states, that door is open. So it's when you are most suggestible. And so what we can do is we can make those suggestions for those programs that you want, which is a reprogramming activity, and they slip into your unconscious and do their great work. 
And what's worth noting is that we actually go into theta brainwaves throughout the day. We also go into alpha throughout the day. So for example, if you've ever, and I'll use driving again, if you've ever driven somewhere and you don't even remember driving, then you were in trance. You were in a theta brainwave state. You were hypnotized. And it's interesting to think about some of the other times that we become quite hypnotized. We often go down into theta when we're watching television, which of course is a really great time to be programmed. Hence why we call them television programs, because you are in fact being programmed every time you watch the television, which is why it can be a good thing to just be consciously aware of what it is that you choose to watch, because it's going into that 96% of your unconscious mind and it's programming you and it will affect the way you see the world, the way you behave in the world and the emotions that you feel. So the final thing of where meditation and hypnosis is different is that meditation is a passive activity and hypnosis is an active activity. Now there's many types of meditation and in some of those types of meditation, you are doing things, whether you are using a mantra or whether you are partaking in an insight meditation and you're working with an insight that you're trying to gain some, some insight into essentially. But generally speaking, meditation is passive because you're sitting there and you're simply becoming aware of what's happening in your mind. Hypnosis though, as we've discussed, is active because we're going in to do a job. We can use it just to deeply relax you. And some people absolutely love to be hypnotized simply for the relaxation. But hypnotherapy truly is about going in trying to achieve something. Whether that's stop smoking, lose weight, wait, stop drinking, build confidence, feeling motivated, building self-worth. It's a very long list that you can work with. Reducing pain, all of these things. We're going in and we're actively trying to achieve something. So next time someone says to you, what's the difference between meditation and hypnosis? It's the brainwave states. It's what you're doing in those states. And it's also whether it's passive and it's active. So with all of that in mind, and that's a quick whirlwind through hypnosis, hypnotherapy, how can it help you? I like to think of it as an accelerator. And that's in a couple of ways. So one, if we go back to thinking about the conscious and the unconscious mind, I always like to say, and here we go, it's another car analogy, I maybe need some new ones, is that if you're only working with your unconscious mind, it's a little bit like putting your car into first gear and then wondering why you don't get up any speed because you're not actually tackling the part that's running the show. And so what we do in hypnosis is we're going in and we're working with the other 96% that you're often really aware about. We're changing those automations to things that are useful for you. And so what it does is accelerates your progress. It accelerates you towards your goal or to wherever it is that you're trying to get to. So it's really, really, really powerful. So as we sit here at the beginning of January, if you're listening to this at the beginning of January, you know, it's a time of New Year's resolutions. Uh, it's a time of vision boarding and goal setting or just general 
daydreaming about what you'd actually like 2021 to look like. And when you start to think about the goals that you want to achieve, a lot of people get into a place of thinking about what is it that I need to do? And that is one element. You know, we have to take intentional action towards our goals. But even more important that what am I going to do is who do I need to be? And I encourage you today to have a little think about that, maybe even journal around it. Look at your goals, look at the things that you want this year, however big or small or conceptual or tangible that they might be, and ask yourself, who is it that I need to be to actually get there? And the reason this is more powerful is because who you actually need to be will entirely influence what you actually do. And then of course, what you do intentionally gets you towards that goal. And with hypnotherapy, we're going right in and we're actually looking at who you need to be. And if we need to, we're putting in those new neural pathways, those new programs that are actually creating that new version of you. Because every time you learn something new, you reshape your brain and you actually become a different person. And if you look at the work of neuroscientists, they talk about and they're in agreement that 50% of your brain is driven by your genetics. It kind of is what it is. But the other 50% of your brain is actually shaped by four things. And that is your language, your relationships, your experiences, and your culture. So you are actually able to shape 50% of your brain that's neuroplasticity. And hypnotherapy is another great tool to help you do that. So I hope that was useful. We've covered lots of stuff, a bit about the history, how hypnotherapy works, what you can expect, how it's different from meditation, and just a little touch on how it might help you. Thanks for listening to The Well Podcast. I'm Michelle, and I'm a brainwave and reconnection coach. I work with people who are ready for something new by helping them rediscover what they really want to do and supporting them to redesign their work life to one they love. If you're considering a work evolution of your own, my gift to you is my free roadmap and workbook, Should I Leave My Career? This roadmap signposts the exact journey I took to leaving my career and will help you kick off yours. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you're keen to build your fuck off fund, pre-register to join my free masterclass coming shortly. The link is also in the show notes.